0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Christ is in our midst. He was, St. Simeon the New Theologian said that the teachings of Jesus are like many precious stones, jewels, that are in a treasure chest. Precious stones of all different kinds of variety. And these precious stones gleam with the rays of light. The parable of the prodigal son, the second of our three Sundays of the Triodion period, and four before we begin Lent, are like these jewels. In fact, they're like the crown jewel. It is like the crown jewel. It is the brightest of all these jewels because the parable of the prodigal son is the essence of the message of Jesus Christ. The essence of His life. The essence of His mission. The essence of His coming into this world. And there's so much that we can learn and apply about this parable. But just a few things that I want to highlight today. First and foremost, that God's love that God's mercy, that God's compassion, all of this is never ending. It's everlasting. It is always there. He is always there for all of us. And yet, as we know from this parable and from other places of Scripture, He loves us so much that He gave us a free will. He gave us freedom freedom to choose, freedom to choose him or to reject him. This is first and foremost from this parable we learn. And just as all parables and all places of Scripture and all of the events and the miracles, it's not just some story that we hear or read or tell our kids in Sunday school or see out there so many places now about this parable and these parables and scriptures. It's for us to put ourselves in the place of these people, of these humans. These are people that lived throughout the history of the world. These are us. We should put ourselves in these places. We are the prodigal son and the prodigal daughter. We are this person. And by putting ourselves in their place, hopefully it brings to our attention what we need to do, where we are, who we are, to be honest, to acknowledge who we are. This is why we hear these so many times. And especially we hear these parables and these stories, and these events before we enter into Lent and as we continue on our journey. So we should all see ourselves as the prodigal. And maybe sometimes we see ourselves as the older brother. It is the parable of the prodigal son, but it's also the parable of the loving father. It's also the parable of the judging brother. There are many ways that we can read into this parable ourselves. Are we repentant like the prodigal? Are we loving and forgiving like the father? Do we forgive others who have repented or do we judge them like the brother? We might be all three at times in our life. And yet, the parable of the unforgiving servant, we are forgiven in the parable of the prodigal son being like the brother. We are forgiven, yet we don't do the same for others who have repented. And as we approach Lent, we hear all the time, all the time, about repentance, about changing our life, about turning away from something and towards something. If anything, Lent is an opportunity, a time for us to understand this, to repent, to turn from and turn towards. We all need to repent like the prodigal. Repentance is a central theme for Christianity. Remember the words, the first, the words of St. John the Baptist, the forerunner. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's the beginning, then, of our life in Christ. This is what John was reminding the people who would come to him. It's not me, it's Christ. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But what is it, and how do we achieve it? Three stages, the Fathers of the church have said. Contrition, a feeling of remorse, or sorrow for our actions. Because this is the first step for us to be healed. I've said this before that the sacrament of penance or the mystery of penance is more than just a time for us to confess our sins and to receive forgiveness. It's a time for healing. Because it is indeed our souls that we are seeking healing. Our souls are sick with sin and need to be healed. But the first step is to feel this remorse, to feel the weight of sin in our life. This is a good start, but it's not enough. Judas felt remorse. Peter fell and felt remorse, but there was a difference between the two. Judas did not return to the Father. But Peter did. So there's a decision to return. We hear this in this parable, and it's for each and every one of us to understand, to recognize, to acknowledge our sin, but to get up and return to the Father. To return to His love, to His compassion, and to His mercy. And that takes an effort on our part. That takes us to come to our senses. This is what we read in the Gospel today where the prodigal son came to his senses. He recognized He recognized where he was. He smelled the stink of his sin as he was wallowing with the pigs. And he said, this cannot be my life. This cannot be where I am. This cannot be who I am. I will return to my Father. I will beg forgiveness. I will ask to be His servant. This is how much He recognized His sin and where He was. St. John Chrysostom says, pay attention carefully. After the sin comes the shame. Courage follows repentance. Did you pay attention to what I said? Satan upsets the order. He gives courage to the sin and the shame to repentance. Courage to the sin and the shame to repentance. Through repentance, we open ourselves to the healing power, mercy, and love of the Lord. And third, we need to take action. We need to recognize and acknowledge our sin. We need to journey back, return to the Father. And then we need to take action. It's not just abandoning sin or turning from our former life. It's not merely an intellectual exercise to do this, it takes action. And this is when we say that our life as Christians is a struggle. We struggle against the weight of sin, the world of sin that is around us to fight, to struggle against temptation. And this takes all our life. This isn't just a one-time response. It may be for some people, but it's not one time. It is all our life because we know that the evil one is active in the world, seeking to snatch away, to take away those who are followers of the Lord. Repentance for us as Orthodox Christians is not a one-time event. It is a way of life. It is every day, every minute of our lives that we repent, that we journey back to the Father, that we struggle against the wiles of the devil and seek His love and His compassion and His mercy. And do we feel at times that we have nothing to repent for? That that's the other guy? The other person, but not us? We heard that last week, of course, with the publican and the Pharisee. It is indeed all of us. All of us, as St. Paul reminds us, sin and fall short of the glory of God. We may have many sins. We may need to remove from ourselves our life, our body, or our temple, as St. Paul said in the epistle today to the Corinthians. We will fill our vessel of our body with something. We must choose wisely to fill it with the holy things of God, with His love and His mercy and His compassion. We must forgive others as we have been forgiven. We must seek the truth, the truth of the Gospel, the truth of the good news of Jesus Christ. In His first epistle, John says, How can you say God who we don't see? How can you say you love God who we don't see if we don't love our brother who we can see? If you say you love God and you hate your brother, you are a liar, John says. We must forgive and love our brothers and our sisters. This is part of our repentance. We must fast from gossip and idle talk. We must show that very same compassion and love and mercy that our loving Father has shown to each and every one of us, to our brothers and our sisters. And so what can we take away from this parable today? Three things. First, what it means to live in sin. It stinks. It smells. And we need to recognize and we need to acknowledge that smell, that stink around us so that we can be cleansed and we can smell nice again. Two, what it means to repent. That's on each and every one of us. We need to come to our senses. We see what's going on around us. We see our life. We know what we do or what we don't do. We need to acknowledge it. We need to be honest with ourselves. And what keeps us from doing that, of course, is pride. Not me, maybe them, but not me. We need to be honest with ourselves. And three, recognize. See all around you the greatness of God's love and His mercy and His compassion for you, each and every one of you, for each and every one of us. The road back to the Father is always open for us. It's always in front of us. We need to take that journey. We need to take that first step on that journey. The loving Father forgives us and welcomes us back home just as He did the prodigal son. In fact, the Gospel tells us that he ran towards him. He didn't stand there and say, I told you so. He didn't have the look on his face of disapproval. It was joy. He rejoiced and he held a feast and he ran towards his son to welcome him home. There never is a point of no return in our lives. And when we return, when we, when we come to our senses, when we acknowledge our sin, when we repent, and when we return, He will run to us. He will forgive us. He will embrace us in His never-ending, everlasting love. Amen.